Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Amen. I just want to make those of you that are in the house very welcome into the presence of the Most High God. It's nice seeing you. And those of you that are joining us online, may the Lord richly touch you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord visit us today in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Can I have a better amen? Today, I know that I'm not going to get more amens than I deserve because the message is going to be a little bit rough for some of us, but... I have no apology for that. Hallelujah. Because I'm preaching the word of God anyway. Amen and amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say I'm ready. <laughs> Strap yourself in that seat and get ready for a rough ride. Because I heard I envisage, you know, some, some, some turbulence. So strap in yourself and uh, may the Lord touch you. It's nice to see the young man sat next to a holder. What's, what's your name, sir? Frev. Faith. Faith. Wow, what a powerful name. Faith, you are welcome. In the, come on, let's appreciate Faith. Nice to see you, sir. We love you, and we pray that God meets you today. Amen. Where, uh, you, is, it that, is it Hulda that invited you today? Oh, let's give it up for Hulda. <laughs> you need to be people that invite others into the presence of God. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when somebody invites another, you need to appreciate them. Amen and amen. God bless you, woman of God. Hallelujah. It's nice to see you just as again, just as we love you. Hallelujah. And just as know that God has a purpose for you in this land. You are not here accidentally. You are not here. Just stand up on your feet, sir. You are not here accidentally. In this country, you're not here accidentally. You're not in this service accidentally. God has a lot in store for you. Right now, everything may seem hazy. Keep standing, keep standing. Everything may seem hazy. Can't understand what's going on. But I can assure you, everything is going to make sense one thing at a time. And every inheritance of yours that is in this land, hmm? houses, money, whatever cars, they will locate you in the name of Jesus as long as you remain in the presence of the Most High God. Now, the reason you are clapping like that is because they haven't located you. Huh? <laughs> if you want them to locate you, clap like it's, it's you receiving them. Be happy for somebody when the Lord is speaking to them. So we love you and may the Lord be with you. Amen. Amen. Take, you can take your seat, sir. Sarah Huntington, is that Huntington and your daughter? Nice to see you again. Where is the young man? He's not here today. 
Okay, we could we stretch our hands towards Farid in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living One, and pray for him. We pray for that young man that in the name above every other name he will be used of God. That young man will be used of God. He cannot escape the call of God on his life. Hallelujah. No matter what the devil tries to throw at that young man, he is surrounded. Hallelujah. He is surrounded. Somebody take some time. Let's pray for Hassan. Hassan is called Farid. Father, in the name above every other name we arrest him father lord no devil shall take away shall take away his destiny his, his star shall, br- shall shall shine brighter and brighter in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god mandele brozika labandi raka dekejika rabro in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, no weapon fashioned against him shall see the day of light. In the name of Jesus, there are many that plan against that young man, but in the name of Jesus, today we cancel them in Jesus' awesome name. We cancel them in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen to that. Hallelujah. Is anybody feeling sick in your body today? You have some pain in your body. Whether you're online, if you're in the house, just stand on your feet. In any place, a shape, wherever, you're feeling some pain. Let's believe God for healing right now. Yes, 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 yes. Apostle, just go and lay hands on that lady in the name above every other name. Our sister there. As we pray, the rest of the house, let's pray for. Let's pray for this young girl. I need to hear people praying. Come on, come on. Pray, 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 pray. We release healing. We release healing on Mariam in the name above every other name. We speak to her. We speak to her body to get in line in Jesus' mighty name. Rasuka Rabandele Brozaka. Hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. We speak healing. We speak healing in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Mande Rebroshika. We cement that in the presence of the Most High God. And anyone who may be watching online at home, we proclaim deliverance and healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. And somebody shouts, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and Amen. Are we ready to hear the word of God? God, it is nice seeing you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as we assemble at your table this afternoon, we pray that Heavenly Father, Lord, will meet you. Father, we silence every voice, we silence every channel that is not for me right now. We block it in Jesus' mighty name. That Heavenly Father, you will speak to us, King of Kings. I disappear that you may appear, I decrease that you may increase. Take over my intellect, take over my tongue, in the name above every other name, and anoint our, he- our ears to hear. May we hear your word before you say, he, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Father, we, we are yielded this afternoon to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Patrick, it's nice seeing you. <laughs> yeah. Last Friday, we had an awesome night of prayer here with um, Pastor Solomon Mayanja from Uganda. And uh, he will be here uh, subsequent nights of prayer. And um, I want to say that um, Apostle um, Moses and I and Apostle Jesus will be holding prayers every th- last Friday of the month, nights of prayers here. So plan that in your calendar. If you are taking a shift, make sure that you, you reserve that last Friday. Somebody say last Friday of the month. Mm, 
last Friday of the month. Let's come here and travail in the presence of the Most High God. Somebody say amen. Come and dig for yourself. Hallelujah. I will be digging for myself. Apostle Moses will be digging for himself. Apostle Jesus will be digging for herself. You need to come and dig for yourself and your family. And somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Some of us are being battered left, center, and right because we don't pray. We don't pray. A prayerless Christian is a, a defenseless Christian. You don't have any defense. You are naked. Anything comes and bombards anyhow. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to be a man and woman of prayer. The Bible says men ought to, Jesus Christ says men ought to pray and no, not, not do what? Not do what? Not faint. The Bible talks about praying always in all circumstances. Always. Now we have, a, as, as, uh, we have a morning glory where we pray every morning. I, I need you to, to log on. This is an, a platform for you. To log on, get, off, get out of your bed. Demons have been chasing you the whole night. And you can't even log on for two hours, at least one hour, to be in the presence of the Most High God. And you, who? Then you, then you, you, you wait to call upon me. Or to call upon the, your, your post, whoever you call upon. You are too late. The, the access that I have, you also have. Somebody say, I have it. <laughs> you have access. So arise and fight for yourself. Fight for your destiny. Fight for your children. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your career. You. You have the access. Somebody say, Amen. Last week I, talk, I spoke about, last, the other week I was here, I talked about following. And I'm going to continue along that, along that, um, that teaching. We're talking about, I think Mercy was, was singing here and saying, we need to go back to this. To, to, we need to start again. Some of us need to hit the reset button. What we are doing here, as a matter of fact, is we are hitting the reset button. Most of us have been in, in, in church for a long time, but we have never become disciples of God, of Jesus Christ. We are shallow. We need to go back and dig deeper and dig again. Somebody say again. Hallelujah. He calls and he invites his disciples to do what? Before they are his disciples, he, he, he calls them to follow him. Somebody say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Now, that needs to be proven. How will you respond? How would you respond to such an invitation? If Jesus Christ, let us put ourselves in that, in that time and season. If Jesus Christ was passing by, like today, and he invited you to follow him, what would be your response? <laughs> we know how to respond to men's invitations positively in the affirmative. But Jesus Christ is asking you to follow him even now he's asking me to follow him. It's an invitation to become. An invitation to become. An invitation to become. When Jesus Christ invites you, he's inviting you so that you may change you. Hallelujah. That you may be turned into something else. Into somebody else. Hallelujah. But the problem is this. Most of us come to Jesus Christ and we remain the same. And you know why? It's because we are not yet yielded to becoming. He says, follow me and become a lifelong learner. 
That word disciple means a learner. You need to be learning. The day a human being stops learning is the day they die. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every day you must be learning something. Not only, not only from nature, not only from the world, but more especially from the word of God. That is why when anybody stands on the, on the pulpit to preach or to speak the word of God, I am open. I don't care who they are. Whether, whether they are a young boy, or they, I, I just need to hear. I am objective. Some of you are already judging me today, even before I speak by the shirt I am putting on. So how will you, how will you hear what, what, what I am saying, what God is saying? Already you have already judged me. You have already switched off. I don't like that shirt. Who, is, is it because his wife is not around that he matched those clothes like that? Bless you, Apostle Jesus. <laughs> You understand that the moment you enter in here with a judgmental spirit, you will never receive from God. You can never be transformed. You can never be made into what Jesus Christ wants to make you. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are all in the process. Somebody say process. <laughs> to follow is to move toward somebody. To gravitate toward somebody. To travel towards somebody. To imitate that person in behaviors and character. That's what Jesus Christ was calling his disciple, the, the man, the fisherman. And that's what he intends for you and me. That we may become like him. Every other day, I need, that's why John says, I must do what? I must decrease so that he may increase until a time when there is no more of me but him. When you can stand and say, it's no longer I who lives. Do you understand that? But Jesus Christ who does what? Who lives in me. That means you have got to, to die. You, you have got to die. Somebody say amen. I, I told you there, there wouldn't be amens here. When tapped on the shoulder by Jesus Christ, what would be your answer? We need to learn from the men who were fishermen. Their answers we are in the affirmative. Today, sadly, not the case. Like I said earlier, instead we respond positively to men's invitations. There's a wedding I'm meant to attend next Saturday. Did I invite myself? No, somebody invited me. And I am saying yes. How many invitations to Christ have you said yes? It's, it would be, somebody would think that it's a no-brainer. If God, if Jesus Christ called you, the greatest appointing authority in heaven, on earth, if he called you, if he called you, hallelujah, it's a no-brainer. It would be a no-brainer that you would say yes. But in most cases, we have got excuses. Today I'm talking about how not to make excuses all the time. We, are, we have become professionals at making excuses, myself included. So when, as I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself. Somebody say amen. Excuse. Somebody say excuses. When he taps you on the shoulders, we need to come to a point of prioritizing him. Hallelujah. We need to learn from the men, the men that followed, that we are soon to become disciples. Their response was admirable, but rare. It was rare. Not only in their days, but also in these days. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go straight into scripture. Simon Peter and Andrew are being called. 
in Luke chapter 5, verse 9 to 11. Luke chapter 9, rather Luke chapter 5, sorry. Luke chapter 5, verse 9 to 11. You can bring it up in the ESV. Mm -hmm. So we're going to read together. Hallelujah. We're going to do what? Read together. So you, reading together means that you open up your mouth and you start speaking. Hallelujah. One, two, go. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Come on. Let's pause there for a while. What is this portion of scripture telling us or describing? This is Jesus Christ has just walked to the lake of Gennesaret and he finds these young men, Peter and Andrew and Co. They have been fishing the whole night. But they have caught nothing. But Jesus Christ is desiring a place where he's desiring a pulpit. He needs a pulpit. He needs a pulpit. He needs a boat in which to stand and preach the gospel. And he asks these guys, can I use your boats? And they say, yeah, take it. Have it. They were just washing their nets. So after he's preaching, after he preaches, he asks them to launch deeper on the other side. But Peter says, but we are there the whole night. We caught nothing. What, you, do you expect us to catch something at this moment? He said, just do it. Thank God Peter and Co. They, 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 they were obedient. And they launched on the other side. And the Bible says that they caught a mighty catch of fish. And they were stunned. This, and that, that brings us to verse 9. When they looked, you see, when a fisherman looks at a catch and he's astonished, that is a catch. Can we agree? That must have been a serious catch like they had never seen before. So they were astonished. And verse 10 says, and, and, all, and so also, let's continue reading verse 10. And so also were James and John, sons of who? Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. Why? From now on, you will be catching men. <laughs> From now on, you will be catching men. Verse 11, and when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. What did they do? They left everything and followed because he had told them, number one, I am changing your vocation. I am changing your profession. From now on, you are going to be catchers of men. The big question today, as I ask you and ask myself, in your profession, in your career, in your vocation, whatever it is, if you caught the biggest catch you have ever caught, would you be willing to walk away to follow Jesus? Would I be willing to walk away? My friend, where we are going it's going to be for radical, radical Christians who are going to take it to another level. Somebody say amen. Are you ready to, go, to walk away from something that you have always done? To go to something that you have never done? Are you ready to leave what you are doing? I'm not saying go and resign from your job, but I'm saying are you ready to, 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 to prioritize Jesus Christ more than your job? But, but when, you look, when we studied the radicalism of these guys, I don't know that many of us would, would pass this test. If Jesus came to Apostle Moses, if Jesus came today, on this, in this day and age, would he get disciples, you think? <laughs> I don't know. So when we appear before men, 
somebody say, but you don't understand. These days, their, their days are not our days. Let me tell you, in their days, they were going through the same things. You don't understand, pastor. You don't. When we stand in heaven and, and meet this man, Peter, I don't know what I will say to him. <laughs> Am I ready? Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. We know that they left. How do we know that they left everything? We know because Peter says, Peter asks a question. Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Peter says, we'll, read, we'll come back to this later. See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? That shows you that they, they did what? They walked away from everything. And everything means everything, by the way. It does not mean only the fish. It doesn't mean only the boat. It means everything. Peter was married. We know that. How do we know that? Somebody, how do we know that Peter was married? Jesus Christ healed what? His mother-in-law. He was married. But yet the Bible says he walked away from what? From everything. Listen, the sons of Zebedee. Let's go to the sons of Zebedee. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 to 22. Matthew 4, 19, 22. I'm just going to read because of time. And he said to them, follow me. He said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately after he had, he had called Andrew and Peter, the Bible says immediately they left their nets and followed him. These are the boys. And going from there, he saw two brothers, other, two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they left. That portrayed how radical these men were. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. How zealous they would be for the mission of of God. It's nice to see you, friends. You're welcome. Listen, as we progress, I just want you to notice that Jesus Christ did not call idle men. Jesus Christ is not interested in idle men, people who have been doing nothing. Because people who have been who have been idle elsewhere, if even when they come into the kingdom, they will still be idle. He's looking for people who have been doing something. <laughs> These men were doing something. They were not idle, but yet they responded positively to follow him. They were willing to walk away from everything that meant a lot to them. So that they may gain him. Hallelujah. I think in Philippians chapter, is it chapter 3, Paul talks about walking away from everything that most of us run to. He walked, he calls them, he puts them in one, in one bag and calls them what? He calls them rubbish. He calls them dung and he puts them in the bin because he said that, he, that so that I may gain the excellence of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen to that. Moving on, we need to know from today that following Jesus, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, I'm not talking about this nomi, this nominal, you know, the, the nominal Christians, uh, uh, today they didn't, they didn't come. Today they, they didn't come today. You're not in attendance today. The nominal, the, you know them, you know them, yeah? I'm not talking about those ones. I am talking about those radical ones. Following Jesus Christ will cost you. It, it will necessitate sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. Somebody say, but Jesus Christ carried my sacrifice at the cross. That was for your sin. 
that was for your sin. You have got to carry your own cross daily. That's what he says, and as we shall see later. So Jesus shows us that you must make sacrifices before you can really follow anyone, let alone Jesus Christ. Before you can follow anyone, you need to make what? Sacrifices. That's why he told his disciples, if you must take your cross, you must take your cross, you must take up your cross and deny yourself if you want to follow me. You have got to leave something behind to follow. You must leave something important to get an even more important one. You see, their calling, our calling, requires us to carry our cross. The calling of these disciples then required for them to carry their cross and it still does for us. Hallelujah. For these men, it involved not only leaving their professions, but also their families. <laughs> these guys were crazy. It was radical. Reason, that's why... The reason why we don't see, you know, the mighty move of God today in our days is because we have not yet sacrificed enough. We are still too attached to the world than we are to the person of Jesus, than we are to his teachings, than we are to the Holy Spirit. We are more attached to the world than the word of God. If I had to do a sincere, you know, uh, vote tonight, or just asking every one of us here, how, how many of you have read your word, your Bible last week, ever since we came here on Sunday up until now? I don't, I don't want to embarrass people here. But if I was to do it, you would be shocked. We are, we are, so, we are strangers to our Bibles. We are strangers to the word of God. But our relationship with our phones is at the highest order. Even in darkness, you can, you can send a text. Your fingers know where, where the digits are. But you can't quote even a single verse in the Bible. And then you call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living. What a shame. Somebody say shame on me. <laughs> That is the reason we can't change our own lives. We, we are not changed. What changes us is the word of God. Jesus Christ said, by the word that you have heard, you have read the word, you already washed. The word cleanses. But if you're not bathing on a daily basis, you will stink. How many of you have been on buses, you know, on trains in winter? And you sit by somebody and you just want to go, you just want to run away. Because some people in winter, they don't want to, they, they and the showers, they are strangers. The word of God is what washes a Christian and makes him into a new, a new being. But if you are a stranger to the word of God, forget about changing. You cannot change. Therefore, you cannot change your community. Therefore, you cannot change your neighborhood. You cannot change your, 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 your friends. You cannot change your country. Do you understand that? Changing yourself, changing others requires radical followership of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. 
No wonder these fishermen were changed from fishermen to become world changers. They became world changers and God is looking for world changers. The Bible refers to them as men who turn the world upside down. Acts 17.6 Acts 17.6 Acts chapter 17, 6, the Bible speaks about them, that somebody talked about them and said, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Can that be said of us today? If I travel and go to, you, to, to, to Europe or Africa, wherever I go, can people say, my God, one of the men who, is, who has turned the world upside down is here. Can the demonic world, can the evil world notice that you have come? That you have arrived. Peter and John are arrested in Acts chapter 4. Why are they, have they been arrested? Because they have, you know, he, a, lame, a lame man who has been begging for many years since his childhood. He has been crippled since childhood. Has been begging at the beautiful gate, at the gates of the temple. The, 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 the religious guys have been passing by every year. And nothing was, all they did was give him arms. But there came men who were turning the world upside down. Men who had left everything. Men who were disciples of Jesus Christ. They appear on the scene. And he begs them as per usual. They look at him and say, silver and gold I have none. But as much as I have, I have got Jesus. Look, look to me. What I have, I give you. I have Jesus. Can you say the same thing? Can I say the same thing today? That is my question. That is my bother today. That's what it, it, it keeps me awake. I've been a disciple of Jesus. I've been a Christian for how many years? <laughs> but even when the sneeze comes, I, 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 I can't chase it. They are arrested. Why? Because the next day they are talking to people. And they are talking about the resurrected Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that the, these guys, the, 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 the religious leaders and the Sadducees, you know they were sad. These Sadducees, they were sad, you see. And uh, the Bible talks of the military commander of the temple. I don't know why they needed a military commander for a temple, you know. So the, the Bible says they laid their hands on Peter, on Peter and John and they arrested them. Why are they arresting them? They are vexed and indignant because they were teaching and proclaiming Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead. So they arrest him, but they arrest him. But the more they arrested them, the Bible says that the people grew, Christians grew to 5,000. Hallelujah. So the following day, they parade them before the authorities and ask them. Acts chapter 4 verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, in their midst, they inquired, by what power and by what name do you do this? Acts chapter 4 verse 7. By what power? They want to know. <laughs> How, what, what authority are you using to do this? They are troubled that a man who has been lame for ever since he, he, he was born is now walking. Can you believe that? You think it was them that were, that were annoyed? No, it was the devil that was annoyed. And the devil expresses himself through people. Just at the same way the Holy Spirit expresses himself, what? Through people. 
So they annoyed. Verse 8, the Bible says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and the elders, <laughs> If we are being examined today concerning a good deed to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Uh -huh. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing well before you. So, they were not deterred. They even preached the gospel to these guys. This is Jesus, this, the stone that was rejected by you. The builders, which has become the cornerstone. Verse 12. And, is, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given by men by which we must be saved. They are preaching the gospel. Now, somebody say now. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that these were uneducated men. They were common men. And they were astonished. There was something different with these men. On face value, they looked uneducated. You see, you don't need to have... A, a degree, a degree, university, a, a university degree. You don't need to have a diploma. You don't need to have money to become a, a, an effective disciple of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Only what you need is follow. Just follow Him and imitate Him. And then the person who has been normal will be turned into an extraordinary man. They noticed that they were uneducated. They noticed that they were common men, and they were astonished. Then they say, "Oh." We now know the difference why they're like this. And they recognized that they what? They had been with Jesus. They were following him. They were followers of Jesus Christ. And, but seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. There was evidence. These are uneducated men, common men who were made into powerful men. Just because they followed Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody say, Amen. True, they were uncouth. True, they were uneducated. True, they were common. But one thing that made them different from others is that they had responded in the affirmative when Jesus Christ called them to follow him. Follow me and I will make you. They had been made. Hallelujah. They had been made into something else. They had been made into something that astonished the religious leaders who were steeped in the law of Moses. God wants to transform you into a person, into a man and woman who will astonish your generation. But he needs you to follow him. Not following casually. He's looking for radical guys. Apostle Moses here was a Muslim before. The Muslims are radical in their following. Hulda, you were also a Muslim? Yeah, they are radical. They, are, they start from childhood. 
You know, they, they, they are, it's required of them to memorize the Quran. <laughs> if, you, if you can't recite a whole chapter, guess what? Apostle Moses will tell you. I don't know whether you still have marks on your backs after being whipped because you didn't, you know. <laughs> I met a man here, Pastor Mayanja, who was also a Muslim. His father used to punish him because he could not recite a chapter, just a single chapter. <laughs> that is what we call radicalism. But for us, you know, Christians, we see, you know, hey, we need to go further. Somebody said deeper. Because deep calls unto deep. Follow me, and I will make you. These guys had left everything. They had surrendered to the process of being made. Do you understand? You need to surrender to the process of being made, of being transformed. I was a drunkard before, but now I have been transformed. Hallelujah. I was a womanizer before I tell you every day here. There's no scat that would pass me by without me checking it out. But today, I, it's like I am seeing my fellow sister. Hallelujah. I have been transformed. I have been made. Yeah, ladies, you are safe. Yeah. Here in this church, you are safe. You are not going to be... And I'm serious about that because there are many churches where, where, where our, our young sisters are being abused by the men of God. The man of God at the end of the service, he, he whispers to you, you know, he, he, God is saying this, but come back this week. Come back during the week so I can give you the rest of the message. Coming back alone. In this church, if you are coming here as a woman alone, I will not give you an appointment. There has to be somebody else here. So you are safe. Can the ladies say that we are safe? Someone say it. Um, we are safe. Yeah, say it. Somebody say it. If you are a lady, say it. We are safe. There's only one woman for me. The most beautiful woman on earth. No offense to you. But to me, she is the most beautiful. <laughs> Only one. The rest of you, I, don't, I have no eyes for. In that, in that, you know what I'm talking about. I love you as my daughters. All of you are my daughters. At the end of this service, trust me, I will not even have seen the outfit that you put. I won't remember that. I won't because that's how I am. This goes to the boys as well. Our boys are safe with, that, with me here because there are, there are other pastors also who, who, who do other things to young boys. Young men, you are safe here in the name of Jesus. I have been made. I'm, I'm not yet there. I'm in the process. But guess what? I am not who I was before. Some of you have been in celebration for 20 years. You are still doing the same, the same things you did. <laughs> The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Hmm? I don't. I am in, I am being processed. I am not in this for a joke. I am not in this just, you know, for, for, to, to, it's not about feelings to make me feel good. No, I am here intentionally to be made into the image of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. That is a true disciple. So if you are here because I don't feel it, 
These things are not about feeling. Today I didn't feel the, the, the sound. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel the message. It's not up. It's intentionality. I need to be changed today. From the, better than the person that I was yesterday. You hated people. You, you, you swore. You spoke all sorts of stuff. And you're still doing them today. What? And you call yourself a disciple? No. We are saying we are hitting the reset button in the name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. These guys were yielded to the process. If you are a Shilohite, you believe that you are in this church, I am your pastor. You need to submit to the process of being transformed in this church in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If you are, in sub if you are, if you are, if you are disobedient, then you do not belong to this fault. You don't. You don't. If the pastor says we are going to go through a teaching, a teaching <laughs> from one level to another we are coming for that every minister that lays his hand on anything here we are coming if you cannot apply yourself you if you cannot yield yourself to being taught then you cannot be discipled somebody say amen i told you there will not be any amens here so i'll be prompting you to say them you need to respond in the affirmative, you need to yield as a raw material yields. This microphone was not like this before. This is made of many materials which yielded to the process of being made. How many of you watch the program, How It Is Made? I love that program. Some of you know, what's, what's that? This microphone was not like this before. out of raw materials. I usually tell you I was not like this before. Many years ago, none of you would sit to listen to me because I was a wreck. What you see is, an, is, is something totally new. I used to teach in secondary school. You know, I used to teach something similar to English and commerce. So one of the guys that I taught many years ago landed in this country and they told him the chief is alive. He said, what? He said, I can't believe that he is alive. He said, until I see him with my own eyes, then I will believe. Because if you speak about bad, I was really bad. And the guys that I, <laughs> I hung around with, all of them died. That's why this boy could not believe it. You understand? I was a drunkard. I was, not a, I was an alcoholic. Proper alcoholic. I smoked everything that could be smoked. Everything. Name it. All brands. Who told you about the girls? Couldn't trust me with your sister. Somebody say he was mad. There's somebody in this place you need to respond positively to the process. You need to yield like these men yielded to the process. Somebody say process. Discipleship is a process. It's an ongoing process. It never ends. You need to be yielded. You need to be yielded. 
And we are going to, we are intentional. Going forward, we are intentional. Even if it is just two people, just two. That's why Jesus Christ had just 12. If Jesus Christ, the son of the living God himself, could just disciple 12 of them, who am I, Reuben? If I can disciple more than 12, hallelujah. <laughs> Follow me and I will make you. Deeper yielding is required here. They were yielded and they were ready to detach themselves from many things. Like I said earlier, discipleship requires sacrifice. You need to be able to detach yourself from things, from some stuff. And we're going to look at just a few of them. Number one, you need to, de to, to detach yourself from personal pursuit, personal goals. They are good, but, personal, but, but goal number one should be God's goal, pursuing God. He's looking for God chasers today. A disciple has to be a man or woman who pursues God like crazy. The fishermen left their boats. They walked away from their profession. Am I saying everybody go and resign? No. But you know what I'm talking about? Prioritize. Is your career more important than God? That's the question here that I need you to answer. If he called upon you today and said, you know what, Reuben, or whatever your name is, today I want you to resign and go to the, to, to the, to the far you know, corners of the world and preach my gospel, would we do it today? If you cannot give him the Lord, you can't give him just even a single day in your week. <laughs> because you are busy chasing after, after bills. Let me tell you, the more you chase after the money, God ensures that the money disappears. It, it goes further than you. How do I know? I know from John chapter 21. John, uh, Peter has been following Jesus Christ as a disciple. And just because Jesus Christ has died, what does he say? He says, I'm going where? I'm going back fishing. He goes back. And when he says, I'm going back fishing, he also, you know, influences others. It is important. Some of us, you know, the words we say, you, there are some people who look to you. The decisions that you make, there are people who will follow you as well. The Bible says they followed him. They went into the, into the lake. These are professionals at fishing. They, were pro they forgot that they were no longer fishermen. They had been <laughs> transformed. <laughs> you know, these days, Christians are like water. How many know how to boil water? You boil water, I don't care how, how hot it becomes. The moment you put it down, what will it do? Talk to me, what will happen? It will get cold again. That is what most of us have become. Jesus Christ said, he says, you are, you are neither cold, you are neither what? You are confusing. What will he do? So what we are trying to tell you and I is that we need to keep hot for God. Keep boiling for God. Somebody say amen. So they got into the boat. John and, uh, and uh, rather Peter and, and Co. And the Bible says that that night, what happened? What happened? They caught nothing. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that there was no fish in that lake? There was. What happened to the fish? God made sure that he gets all those fish and puts them in one side. There were fish in that lake. <laughs> so the whole night they caught nothing. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, you who is here and you who is online, if you cannot give God 
some of your time that you are chasing money, I can guarantee you, money will elude you. He will make sure it, it, it goes further than you because you are putting the, 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 the horse before the cart. And there was no amen. You will chase, you chase your tail until you are so dizzy that you cannot chase no more. That night, there was no fish in the sea. Some people here, you can testify about what I'm saying. You have worked your tail off and there's nothing to show for it. If Right now, if I said I need people that can give a thousand pounds right away here, right now, right now, how many of you would stand and bring that a thousand pounds to the Lord? Thank God I'm not a charlatan. I'm not this kind of guys who, 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 who you know, who, who hold you upside down and begin to... to <laughs> How many of you would give me a thousand pounds right now? Here. Just like, without thinking about it. Just here. How long have you worked? <laughs> Where are your priorities? Get your priorities right. God first. God first with your money. You can't even tithe. You can't even give. And you are expecting God to bring the fish in your lake. He will make sure they are somewhere. <laughs> and that is a fact. Until Jesus Christ came on the scene and told the boys, just like he had told, remember, he had called them at the Sea of Gennesaret. What did he tell them at the Sea of Gennesaret? Put on the other side and you will catch fish. The same story is playing itself out again. He appears at the Sea of Gennesaret and Peter and, and, and Andrew, they have got nothing the whole night. And when he says, launch deeper, go on the other side. And they do it and they catch a great fish which they had walked away from. Now, on in, now Peter at this lake, this is not the same lake where, Peter, where Jesus Christ met him. Jesus Christ had met him at the Sea of Gennesaret. Right now they are at the sea called Tiberium. What does that show you and me? I think that Peter, when the Bible says that he left everything, Peter did not leave everything as in everything. He must have kept himself for himself a boat somewhere for a rainy day. This Jesus Christ, <laughs> who is saying that I leave everything, I do not know where he's leading us to. <laughs> so I have, I have got something for me. I'm going to leave some witchcraft here. My God is good. You are singing with, with, with the talisman in your, in your wallet. And this is true. There's a young man. Not a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an older man right now. We used to fellowship with him many years for many years. Many years. He was, we, we praise, we shout. But one day, Apostle Jesus is in a session of deliverance. Oh my God. And the Holy Spirit is, in, is powerful. was so strong in that room. God, the power hit this man. I don't, know, I don't even know how he went to his pocket and pulled out this talisman. It was always in his wallet. He said, I, I don't know where he got it from. <laughs> he was walking with it. He had another boat. He had given up everything, but not everything. He had another boat, just like Peter. <laughs> that other boat will not work. Somebody say it will not work. 
if a true disciple gives up everything. So they are in this boat and God made, Jesus Christ made sure no fish is in that sea as it was at the sea of Gennesaret. So when he saw them in John chapter 21, he tells them, guys, guess what he's doing as he calls them. <laughs> they have caught nothing the whole, day, the, whole, the whole night. And he's at the show. What is he doing? The Bible says that he was barbecuing some fish. He had some fish. <laughs> and then he calls, guys, yeah, just verse 4. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet his disciples did not know that it was him. Then he calls them out. Guys! Yeah? Guys! Yeah? Children! Yeah? Did you catch any fish? <laughs> they answered, No! Then he said, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. What? He said, cast the boat on the right side and we will catch some. Are you sure? What? Cast on the right hand. That's what he had told them at the lake of Gennesaret. So they did. They cast it. And now the Bible says they, they caught fish and they were not even able to hold it because of the quantity of the fish. Immediately, he summoned the fish to come from wherever it was and it found them. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved recognized this. Hey guys, this is, this is playing out again. This is not a coincidence. Verse 7, this is not a coincidence. It is the Lord. Guys, we are finished. It is the Lord. Now, when Simon, when Simon heard it, that it was the Lord, he put out his other outer garment. He had even put off the salvation on the side. These things of salvation, I'm just... He put it on quickly. Ah, for he was stripped for work. Stripped for work. Yeah, stripped for work, but the whole night, nothing. Some of us have been stripped for work like crazy. And I love you to work, but find some time for God. Find some time for God. <laughs> I need you to come to me and say, Pastor, where can I serve this week? I am I'm available on this and this. And somebody walked to me last yesterday, about two of them, in fact. Pastor, I am free this and this Sunday. Where can I serve? That's the kind of person I want to hear. For he had stripped himself for what? For work. And yet he had caught nothing. So the other disciple came out of the boat dragging the net full of fish. There's still somebody who's dragging the fish. <laughs> These fish are not living any. I left them on the, on the other time. I left them in, in, in Luke chapter 5. This time I'm not leaving this fish. I am dragging them. My God, this is a big catch. I cannot leave the fish. Leave the fish alone because you don't need the fish. And I will show you why. Because we find it in the, next, in the next verse. Verse 9. When they got out of the boat, what did they see? Somebody read with me. Let's read together because it looks like... I'm, and when they got out of the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place. What was on the charcoal fire? Fish. What they were looking for in the lake was already with the master. 
He's trying to show them what you are looking for there. I already have. You are looking for it in the wrong place. If you had committed yourself to me, you would get more of it because it is all locked in here. I am the one who spoke it into existence. The Bible says nothing that was made that was not made by the word. And the word is Jesus. He says, I am the maker of. If you want it, it's here. Did you hear that? Somebody say amen. <laughs> we need to detach ourselves from the things of the world. The ability, a true Christian, a true disciple is one who is able to detach himself from things, materials, earthly possessions. The big question is, are you able to do that? Am I able to do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.